Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. And your face looks backwards. Yeah. So do you know what's gonna happen? You done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel. Because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. We both know how this has to go down. I can't let you walk away from this diner alive. This is my life now. I earned it. You had yours already. So why don't you do what old men do and die? Why don't you just take your little gun out between your legs and do it? Boy. Welcome to Paradox, the time travel podcast. I'm Nick Hurwich. I'm Phil Hornshaw. We are the co-authors of So You Created a Wormhole, The Time Traveler's Guide to Time Travel, and The Space Hero's Guide to Glory, How to Get Off Your Podunk Planet and Master the Final Frontier, which we hear will also be an ebook soon. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. I don't well, have anything more to say about <laughs> it. Just, yes, finally. Yes, it will be an ebook. It was great. Here on the podcast, we reach our hands deep into the tangled web of time travel movies, books, and TV shows that we haven't done any books or TV shows yet. And I don't know that we're gonna. Yeah, Well, we might <laughs> eventually. We have to leave that door open. I read that uh, Wesley Chu book. I feel like we could get him on and I talk have to, to read him. it. Time Salvager. Is that what good. it's called? Yeah. He salvages things from time. That's a good idea. It is. Well done. Um, anyway, we analyze time travel stuff on this podcast. We had a, remember, sorry, time soldier aside real quick. Um, remember we we had a division of quantum. Quantum is uh, the in-universe um, time travel ministry governing body that we created. In, qualified uh, users of... And- Wait, <laughs> wait. Qualified users and negotiators of time travel universal ministry. Ministry. Yeah, because we first we thought of the acronym and then we had to figure out yeah. how to fill it in. We were like, "Quantum should be the name of it." <laughs> like, no, <laughs> and we definitely went with like the first draft of that too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, um, there was a division. The uh, God, what was it called? Time food division, basically. Yeah, they went and their whole, and their whole, foods. yeah, their, their Made whole, omelets out of dinosaurs. Their whole gig was to go back in time and gather up shit for the restaurant. <laughs> time foods. I thought it was a great idea. It I was is, like, but this like is the best business. What venture. foods are like extinct that require time There's a shitload of food that did not exist during the period of human evolution. I mean, like the majority of time existed before people, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's a Fair ton enough. of food. So yeah. like, so like dinosaur egg omelets. Like literally everything. That's the only else. one I can think of. Well, and just you know, stuff and then like from poisonous plants that you <laughs> eat. If you boil it, kale feels like poison, but you boil it, and it comes up pretty good. So yeah, well, it's poisonous to your. <laughs> Dude, I hate kale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like welcome to paradox, <laughs> the kale podcast. I mean, like if you eat kale, I don't. Is kale not like sharp on the edges for everybody else? I always feel like it's well, like you gotta massage it. It's like eating Captain Crunch. That's a real thing. You have to like you have to like squeeze it. And you have to massage it That's before you eat it. Stupid. Don't just like eat kale. Well, I mean, like it you wouldn't just go like take a bite out of a bush. I mean, it comes in a salad bag and you eat it. I know, but you still have to. You have to like crunch That's it up. Fucking dumb. You have to. Pre- it's in a pre-made salad. You have to pre-digest it. To dump it out, pick out the kale. <laughs> well, it. anyway, it's much better when you. This like, is steam actually it the health benefit: is that you burn calories preparing it. Mm. I am making that up. <laughs> but you really do have to massage the kale. Mm. Pro tips here on 
paradoxes. All right, anyway, we're going to talk about Looper today. Yeah, Looper, the <laughs> Ryan Johnson joint, who is now uh, going to be... Star Wars dude. Star Wars. Fucking high five to that guy. Yeah, I wish so. I was a Star Wars dude. Yeah, I mean, well, I was going to save this anecdote for later, but since we were talking about Ryan Johnson, I'm going to save it now, or talk about it now. <laughs> what am I... What am I... We live in... in uh, Hollywood, as the rest of you Hollywood. people call it, but we live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood is actually just one small shitty neighborhood <laughs> in Los Angeles, uh, which is a massive city and area. Yeah. Um, anyway, we today when we're talking about Looper, uh, we're going to be referencing back to this Huffington Post article that we Phil and I wrote uh, shortly after Looper came out, analyzing yeah. the time travel in the movie. Um, and shortly after that happened, uh, someone tweeted at Ryan Johnson was like, Hey, did you see this? And he like tweeted about it. He was like, yeah, I did. I don't really agree on everything and you'll see why, but like good for those guys. And it was cool. Cause the yeah. guy who, you know, the writer and director and we of talked Looper to him about it on Twitter a little bit. Yeah. And we, you know, we had a cordial exchange. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry. We um, broke down your movie. <laughs> like the week like a week later it was a week later in my brain maybe it was like a couple weeks later um i was at a concert uh it was a a dj who i'm like acquaintances with i've like worked with him before Mm -hmm. named kid koala who is in looper and ryan johnson was at this concert also and it was the perfect i could have been like hey I'm I, that guy. I wrote that thing, picking Twitter. apart the time travel in your movie, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I'm, I'm rarely, I'm never like, hey man, what's happening? You're that dude. Um, yeah, but I to feel to like Black too. this would have been an <laughs> opportunity because I wouldn't have just been a rando. Mm-hmm. Like we interacted, and you had something Twitter. to talk about. His and now, movie. and now he's writing and directed, directing Star Wars Episode Eight. So what? basically, there's an alternate timeline out there where our lives are less shitty. Yeah, or at least yours is <laughs> where where people will be mad at us for writing Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That does not seem like a fun gig. I mean, it does no, seem man. like a no. Don't get me wrong; it does seem like the funnest gig, except for then the internet happened. Right. Yeah, it was way better before. Everything was better before the internet. See, also Chuck podcasts, Wendig, our author buddy. Yeah, podcasts were better before the internet. Back when it was radio, and fucking, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. you got like five letters in the mail, and you could just throw them away. Yeah, <laughs> you got live callers, and they were yeah. all dumb questions. Instead of you know, I don't know. I'm I'm very negative about internet commenters, except for um, the cool ones, pretty much. But yeah, anyway, uh, they are few and far between. <laughs> the internet sucks. It's I mean you know the internet. Uh, ever when the internet began, it was like. Oh man, the information age, and everyone's yeah. going to be smarter and potential. more enlightened because Everything we're just going to be sharing ever learned. culture and knowledge across the inner sphere. Yeah. And actually, it's just, it's just a created, better way for racists to get together. Yeah, well, it just, <laughs> it just created a way for people to uh, uh, be in a hermetically sealed bubble with a microphone, yeah. with a megaphone. Case in point, Phil and I are allowed to have a podcast, yeah. and you can't stop us. Only um, Apple really could stop us. Only, uh, only, <laughs> only we can stop us. Which is another note I was going to bring up before we get started analyzing Looper. We're seriously going to do that. Um, obviously, this is our best podcast so far. 
no time travel at all. No, no, but a little bit. Two no, beers no, no. and having a good time talking about kale. I'm pretty, I'm pretty into it. <laughs> and Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson, write to us. Do you like kale? How do you prepare <laughs> your kale? Want to talk about Looper? Is there kale in Star Wars Episode Eight? <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously we haven't been pumping out con. Uh, but content podcast once a week um it's just we're not trying feasible you know what we've never done our own podcast before this is the first time we've been on podcasts we've been parts of podcasts separately and together uh you know we have a newfound respect for the podcasters of the world it's, it's super hard to do take, anything on a deadline to be honest i mean if you if you add it up watch rewatch the movie in most cases or watch it uh for the first time that's a couple hours uh, maybe even more because you're like taking notes, maybe, and then having to get Are together. Are you taking notes? Yeah, I, <laughs> I may have taken a note or two. Uh, I did not take any notes. Well, it shows. In your, I just, I just constantly analysis. G-chat you the entire time. Like, what the fuck's this about? And then he misses the whole. Then I forget that point. I forget all of the things that I write down. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> we basically have a better podcast over gchat before we have the podcast we usually have a better podcast immediately preceding recording the podcast when yeah. we're <laughs> like just talking about shit yeah that's the best anyway best way to do it so anyway yeah between that and actually recording the thing and then editing it and then getting it online it's probably you know 10 man hours a week I mean, if you include the both of us, it's probably like 15, 16 man hours, which is just a lot. We just have a lot going on. So it's more more reasonable to expect a podcast every other week. We feel yeah. like we can pull that off. But I don't know. We're going to still more like reasonable to expect just like one week. Sporadic weekend. nonsense podcast yeah. at any moment. Yeah. We're we going to lean into do, we're going to lean into weekly as much as possible. Yeah. Please check around. It might be weekly. <laughs> possible. Oh weekly podcast could happen um yeah two weeks might be more feasible but we're gonna the, the goal is the the pact we've made is let's do it as frequently as we can manage yeah and then we'll feel less guilty Which so far has not been weekly but i mean it was knows? weekly we got two in a row first two were weekly <laughs> yeah that's that's it so far i think the third one might have been close mm, i don't remember it was, it was like within days yeah. like a day or two maybe anyway to that end, uh, thank you for listening. Um, keep listening. We appreciate Please. it. Uh, we've gotten some great reviews on iTunes, which makes us feel good about ourselves. It's almost as good as money. Almost. And yeah, keep it up. If you haven't subscribed or left a review, please do so. And on that note, okay, let's like get to the thing that boop, we boop, said. Boop, 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 yeah. That was the sound of looping. That was looping. All right, so Looper is like a super cool little movie. Um, it's a very stylish little near future everything sucks movie, which yeah. I, those are my favorites. I yeah. love the future is like 10 years from now, everything is garbage and the world blows. You can't Though breathe I, the air and everything is literally made of garbage. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I don't even best. know if it's, I don't know that the world blows so much as they live in St. Louis. Is it St. Louis? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Kansas. Oh, yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> what? Where did you get St. Louis? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, St. Sorry, Louis. Sorry, everyone in St. Louis. <laughs> We're from Detroit, so, like, what are we... Yeah, right? Um, okay. So, 
Looper begins uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Bruce Willis' mask <laughs> telling you how time travel works. <laughs> he, uh, the movie uh, predominantly takes place in 2044. Yeah. Um, a, time, a time in which time travel has not yet been in, invented. But 30 years from then, so... The or thereabouts. 2070s, time travel will have been invented. Yeah. And so the, the basic premise is that there are mobsters in the future, and I guess, and, and not even Joseph Gordon-Levitt, young Joe seems to be clear on this, it's difficult to get rid of bodies in the future. There's, yeah. There's the tag- murder industry sucks. Yeah, it's hard to be a mobster. Yeah. Um, so what they have to do is when they kill somebody, uh, they have to send them into the past using a time machine, and then the looper's job, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's job, is to kill the looper, and then there's money on their back, and that's like their payment. And they throw the body in an incinerator, and then there's no body in the future. And everybody gets paid trying. in, like, fucking silver bars. Yeah, which like is bullions. Like, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It's like, I guess because it's going to be, you know, precious metals are, are probably still valuable in any form in any time. You know, no, it's, it's, not cool. a, it's not a currency. Yeah. But it's a bitch to fucking store. Well, Joseph only, Gordon-Levitt has to like lug that shit. Only around. he does that. Everyone else takes their bars and, and immediately trades them, them in yeah. and for for modern currency. Mm. He trades in half of his bars, right, and, and then stores up the other half, planning his eventual escape from Lubridum. Yeah. So the other part of that contract uh, is that you are agreeing to a limited life term, meaning. Yeah. Uh, at some point in the future, the mobsters will literally come and kill you. Right. And because they... the thinking is they not only have to eliminate um, their murder victims by sending them literally out of the time stream, yeah. I get, which I guess is like some precog shit. I don't know. I feel like there's a, an article to write how um, Minority Report and, <laughs> and Looper might intersect, but... Well, it's um, like if there's enough tracking to know where a body is, wouldn't they be able to tell you exactly where a murder takes place and like where that body is? I, I mean, guess. They, but then if it snaps sure out of existence, it. apparently that they Yeah, don't. and then you'd be like, oh, I was tracking it. It went out of existence it's, here on Google Maps. So that must be where the time is. Apparently machine they is. don't have that information because it's just in like some warehouse. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So what were we saying? The You, you basically like... In in addition to hiding all these murders by time travel, um, time travel itself is also a really, really big no-no. Yeah, it's illegal. So in order for the mobsters to hide any knowledge of any or any information about time travel, they have to send the people who are the time travel assassins back in time to be time travel assassinated in order to eliminate information Right. Any evidence, I guess. Which uh, let's let's get to <laughs> let's let's save why that doesn't make sense for later. I mean, for the purposes of the plot, uh, what it means is that eventually you will shoot uh, somebody with a bag over their head, and they'll have gold bars on the back instead of silver, silver, and that will be your future self. Yeah, and, and it means you called, are retired. Yeah, and it's called closing your loop, yep. and it's gold because you get a huge payday, and the deal is that you get to live for 30 more years until the mobsters yeah, come for you. One day they'll come and get you. Yeah. And you'll probably resist, but they'll still throw you through the thing and then you'll get killed and that'll be so, that. So so 
put a pin in that. That is established yeah. as part of the contract. That's in how it 30 works. years, that's that you're done. You're getting yep. tossed back and you're going to die. All right. So, uh, uh, young Joe, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character has a drug addiction. He's in love with a stripper. Uh, he was a poor he's kid not, from the streets. He's not winning at life. In no, he's not. Yeah, he he's a looper and he's got plans, but not good ones. And that's his life, pretty much. You find out that uh, Abe, who is the the mob boss, not the mob, the mob boss, the, the liaison looper. from the future. Yeah. yeah. So he Abe um, is from the future was sent back in time by the mobsters to establish the loopers and to set yeah. up kind of this version. But of then the he also adventure. is like, there's nobody here. I'll set up a mob yeah. and takes over the town. So his gangsters are called the Gap Men who do not deal with the time traveling. And so loopers are like underneath the Gap Men. Yeah, the loopers are shit. It's the hierarchy. Yeah. They get blunderbusses. It's, you can tell by the weapons, which are, they don't make a ton of sense, but they're still kind of awesome. Um, so loopers get blunderbusses because they are only good for about 15 paces anywhere. There's actually a great line. Anything closer than 15 paces, you can't miss anything further away. You can't hit. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's what loopers are I think like. It, I think it's 10, but yes. Yeah, whatever. But the point is basically that loopers have one job and that's to shoot a stationary target <laughs> directly in front of them. And that's all they can do. Um, where the Gatman, it's a revolver. It's a big ass revolver. It's like a freaking dirty, hairy weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know, so they these guys have range and accuracy and marksmanship, and can actually be dangerous. Yeah. And loopers are not allowed to be dangerous any more than like immediately in front of you. And it's so. a smart system to keep the guys dealing with time travel separate from. Uh, the guys who are the muscle like yeah and and to limit their or to, or to uh, establish their weaponry accordingly it's yeah. very i i honestly really love the the implied hierarchy and uh and the, just the politics yeah of the whole looper system because like they are definitely picking the dumb kids who got nothing to lose yeah and these guys are all mortgaging their future for you know parties yeah, in the twenties, and it's a it's a whole system designed to be like, you're sixteen, fucking here's a blunderbuss. You don't know how to do nothing. Here's a bunch of money. Well, and it's established that young Joe was homeless, like he was a yeah. he was like a homeless kid. Well, and, yeah, and, and he, he so I feel like it's very easy to go ahead and stretch that out and say they're probably mostly like that. Yeah, you know, they're not picking up kids who you know, or at school <laughs> or right. something. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a really cool idea in general that these are all these bottom of the barrel kind of people. And they would, they're in this situation because it makes sense for them, even though it's terrible. Right. And it's not like Joe's dumb, but at the same time, he's, he's selling, you know, years, I mean, 55 through 85 or whatever for, yeah today it's interesting it's an well, interesting and idea and they're technically gangsters they're part of the mob mm-hmm. they're a level of the mob like, right it's not exactly uh honest work yeah no so joe's going about his life he is addicted to drugs he's trying to get this stripper to date him um he's killing loops and throwing the bodies into the into an incinerator um 
And then one day, um, his buddy Seth, Paul Dano, comes running into the his place looking for a place to hide. And yep. it turns out that what happened to Seth is that a loop came back and he started singing a lullaby that Seth's mom used to sing to him when he was a kid. And he knew that it was himself. And he was unable in that moment to kill his future self. His loop ran, which is very bad. Yeah. And uh, it basically grounds to be killed. And so Seth yeah. is on the run. Joe hides Seth in yeah. his under-the-floor vault, uh, vault of, of silver bars. That apparently is not a well-kept secret. No. <laughs> they find him immediately. Well, no. Uh, Joe sells him out. But then they know about his hidden silver. Abe says it. Yeah, but they don't know where. They uh, don't know. Okay, fair yeah. enough. They know he's been stocking up on silver because he only ever trades in two instead of four. So that's when we meet Kid Blue, who's a gat man. Uh, it's, it's, it's implied but not overt that Kid Blue is the young version of Abe. People think that that's true. You think so? Which is why Abe is like so hard on Kid Blue. Yeah. He like a runs a knife into his hand. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to like cut off his limbs. Like it like pains him to do so. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a, just like a fun little detail. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. I don't know. He's dumb as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kid Blue sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's also a dumb name. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is like, got this pseudo spaghetti western thing going on that it's kind of cool. So Yeah. Um, Kid Blue. And uh, Abe talks to Joe, and he knows Joe very well, and he doesn't want anything to happen to him. He's not going to hurt him. He just wants to know where Seth is. So Joe sells Seth out, and... So the next thing is that they grab Seth, and old Seth from the future starts getting... He's on the run. He's like running around the city, and he like looks down his arm, and there's suddenly a big scar of an arrow pointing down his arm. So he rolls his sleeve up and it's like, here's an address, like be at whatever address carved into his arm. Right. And then fingers start to disappear. And the whole implication is that captured Paul Dano, Seth is somewhere and they're hacking pieces off of him. Yeah. And it's popping into existence for old Seth. Yep. In, in real time, which is the best. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And it's, so he's like hurrying to this address and like seriously like limbs are flits just off, off yeah and, and like he's just like collapsing and yeah dragging himself no and then hands. he gets there and they shoot him <laughs> yeah uh, but it's it's a big clue um, that there's a single timeline yeah and that things in the present affect things in the future including things that have traveled back from the future including people that have traveled back from the right. future and in an which interesting like very instantaneous way it's yeah what i like about looper which is kind of a fun just like it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't necessarily like make time travel causality sense but it is a cool system it's really elastic timeline like it, there are no paradoxes because pff, fuck paradoxes that's stupid yeah <laughs> and so like you know you cut off paul dano's finger today and uh Old Seth is like, oh, shit, where'd my finger go? And he's like, I remember having a finger, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't have one now. Right. It's not like, oh, all those events between now and 30 years from now are reset. 
in a different way because a finger was missing and they're just gone. Well, right? we'll talk about this more, but it's similar to <clears throat> Back to the Future in that yeah. there's one timeline, but uh, part of that timeline gets rewritten several times or right. there are implied other timelines. And that, the the like carving into skin is kind of like the photo from Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and there are other things that, that build on that later. So uh, Paul, uh, Paul Dano is dead. Rip yeah. Paul Dano. Yep. Uh, shortly after this, uh, a similar thing happens to young Joe, which is that um, a looper comes back to his spot uh, without the bag over his head. They usually do. Right. And he can tell right away that that makes him hesitate. Then he can tell right away that it's his older self. He recognizes right. it. And in that moment of hesitation, old Joe turns. So when young Joe fires, his blunderbuss hits him in the gold bars. Right. Um, and then old Joe throws a gold bar at young Joe and then is just on top of him, punches him in the face. I love that. So the movie does this great thing where it does that first from young, from JGL's, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's perspective. Yeah. And from his perspective, it's like, fucking it's frightening like suddenly you know you got bruce willis punching you in the face yeah it happens fast and he's like big they later shoot it from the distance 40 feet away and it just he just like pops him yeah <laughs> jgl just goes right down it, it and bruce willis is almost like oh that was it yeah. <laughs> well from the first it's person the perspective it's like yeah the gold bar flies at him he yeah, kind of yeah. recoils slightly and the next thing he sees when he turns back is a fist flying yeah exactly face. it's just this like perfect distraction yeah but yeah from the other angle it's, it looks so good i love it yeah. that's m- another favorite part of the movie for me yeah anyway it's fantastic <laughs> um so then bruce willis is out on the run um jgl is immediately worried that they're gonna do what they did to paul dano to him because it's the, the best and easiest way to catch a running loop is to start fucking with his past self apparently you know because you can carve messages into him and like yeah. so he goes on the run too he tries to go back and talk to him uh you know he tries to go get his money because he knows he's got to run um they're waiting for him he leaves whatever um, he goes on the run, but the idea is that he wants his life back, so he's gonna kill his old self. He's committed to that. He's like, tell it. He's yelling to the guys who are trying to assassinate him. Tell Abel fix it, right? You know, and he's like running off to go find him. Um, and then he uses the trick. He uses the carve it in your arm trick, right? And uh, gets Bruce Willis to come out to the diner that they used to frequent. So they can have a fucking sit down. Well, and before that, uh, it's impor- important to note that we have a, a flash through. Sorry, of I forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot about that old Joe's time. life. Um, and so go ahead and explain that while I get us so here. In the yeah. <laughs> okay, so old Joe clocks young Joe in the face, and immediately we cut through quickly the previous thirty years of old Joe's life. So he, old Joe, closed his loop. He killed his older self because his old self had a bag over his head and he didn't know until he had shot himself. He retires. He moves to China. Uh, he becomes a gangster there. He continues a life of crime because he doesn't know anything else. Um, and he continues his drug addiction. He's basically a piece of shit 
for the next 25 years until he meets a Chinese woman who gives him the finger. They quickly fall in love. <laughs> she seems to get him off drugs. Uh, they move in together. They get married. He has a wedding band. Um, they're, they're wildly in love. Then, 30 years on, yeah, as, as the contract stipulated, the mobsters show up to come to get him, and he fights. Uh, no, yeah, he doesn't actually fight. He's going to go. He's like, okay, all right, because they're holding guns at yep. his face. Yeah. He's like, okay. But then she, his wife, is outside, makes a noise, and one of them turns around and fucking shoots her without thinking. Right. And he's like, whoops. Yeah. My finger like, slipped. Asshole. Yeah. What is your problem? So they burn the place down to cover it. I guess. Which has never worked. That doesn't even work today. Yeah. Like, that didn't even work in, like, 1985, because they fucking... Look at the body, and they say, "Oh, there's a bullet hole in this body," and yeah. then it burned up. We have that technology, so I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> uh, they get they get old Joe all suited up, the gold bars on his back, and then he beats the hell out of everybody, head, and then he flips out, beats the shit out of them, takes the bag off his head, travels back anyway, and when yeah. he arrives, that's when he gets up, punches Young Joe in the face. Right. Uh, that's when we see Young Joe. Waking up and trying to make yeah. things right, old Joe is going to look for him. Yeah. No, well, so old Joe has his whole thing his whole thing going on, but young Joe tries to meet up with him. Yeah. But anyway, it's related. So let's see if we can't fast forward a little bit because there's a lot of fucking character shit in the middle. But basically, it comes, it comes down that we've been getting trickles of information from the future that there's apparently... In the in the future, in the farthest future of whatever relates to these looper people, um, there's a new dude in town called the Rainmaker, and he has taken over all the syndicates in the future, and he's like in charge of shit. So at the beginning of the movie, we're seeing we see standard looper shit, and then all of a sudden, everybody's getting their loop closed. Like there's a new everybody somebody throws a party every time their fucking loop closes because yeah, it's a big deal, and you have all this money, and like suddenly they're happening, you know. Every two week, three week, it's ridiculous. JGL is at all these parties, doing all these drugs, going, there's a lot of loops closing all of a sudden. That's weird. And, you know, obviously it's out of the ordinary because everybody's staggered for when they started their shit and whatever, whatever their 30 years is. And all these loops are getting uh, shut down. So they're hearing that there's a new guy and that he's super scary crime boss. Called the Rainmaker. Yeah, the Rainmaker. So, in um, old Joe's timeline, this is, you know, the guy sends the dudes. The Rainmaker sends dudes to come get him because he's he apparently... Des- he decides that this this uh, enigmatic Rainmaker is responsible for the death of the love of his life. Well, supposedly, like, they're, he's closing loops and he's a real scary guy and he's ruining lives. I don't know. It's, you know, there's a lot of off-screen stuff about the Rainmaker, but yeah, he's apparently a big off-screen. deal. He's a big deal. And he's clo- and he wants to eliminate the time travel thing, basically. He's well, like, maybe it's. I mean, it's it seems that clear. way. It's not clear. Well, anyway, he's just like changing shit up, and old Joe gets like a sliver of information about his identity um, from a phone call or something. I can't remember exactly what. And then all the shit goes down, and basically he blames this dude for sending the guys that kill his wife, and that's um, he believes it to be. The Rainmaker's issue, 
basically. Everything was cool until that Rainmaker guy showed up and and right. did the thing he said he was going to do. Yeah. But anyway. And carried out our contracts. So, yeah. Wow, we're doing a really bad do- job of this. Well, I mean, fuck, we're <laughs> fine. It's fine. That's I mean, that's that's as much information as they give you in the movie, too. Well, one thing, um, uh, yeah, it's cool when old Joe and young Joe meet up in the cafe yeah, they're or in there. the diner. Um, like, young Joe says that he wants to see... They kind of talk about time travel, but don't super right. get into it. You know, they even, do set up a few rules that are very interesting. Yeah, like Bruce Willis kind of has like a hand wavy line, which is like, mm. oh, you know, we'll be uh, making diagrams of straws can fry your brain, bloody blurgler, blurgler. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're gonna do instead. We're gonna do it. Um, yeah, but he does establish a couple things. For example, he has all his original timeline memories until yeah he doesn't anymore, which is basically. When JGL specifically changes them, then he loses them. So, yeah. for example, JGL's like, show me a picture of your wife. Then I'll know to avoid her. And, and then she'll the be impl- gone. Yeah, the implication being that the, the follow-through of him making that decision and supposedly, like, taking it through to its conclusion, although who knows because it didn't happen, um, would erase that memory from Joe's mind. And Joe is actually, like, or old Joe... Bruce Willis Joe is running around like acquiring new memories as JGL goes through them and also losing memories as events that he remembers from his timeline are overwritten. Right. Yeah. So there's a weird elasticity thing going on. Yeah, there's cool. There's there's some similar to Back to the Future again, there's some probability involved. So, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, we saw it does with seem Seth that or or even on Joe's arm with the carving, there are things that are absolute. You right. cut off a finger, you carve a word into your arm, that definitely happened. And right. so you're going to lose that finger, you're going to have that scar. But there are other things where, you know, 30 years or 25 years from then is a long time away. Right. So old Joe is able to hold on to the memory of his wife because nothing he's doing yet is eliminating for the possibility that he will one day meet her right. and fall in love. Or at least that's what we assume. We're, we're 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 guessing that the time as he knows it still could happen and the 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 situation of of time in the movie is such that anything can change at any all all the presents are valid like there's never it's never set in stone you can change things all the time so like you said the probability still exists or the potential that he will still go on the trajectory and meet the, his wife is still such that it's it's in it's, it hasn't been disallowed yeah he hasn't forgotten exactly her, but he struggles with that as the movie goes on. but yeah as it becomes less and less likely that jgl will actually end up on that same course the memory seems to fade it's you know the polaroid the marty mcfly polaroid people are getting erased out of it pretty much yeah exactly even though we debunked that um, well, and so we can debut, we aren't going to debunk this too. Basically, <laughs> the middle part of the movie, Young Joe ends up in hiding at a farmhouse uh, in the boonies yeah. uh, with a single mom and her young child. Mm-hmm. Um, old Joe, meanwhile, is based on the clue that he has about the rainmaker, is uh, trying to figure out who the rainmaker is in child form right. in the present. And kill narrows it down to three locations, one of which is where JGL is. Yeah. At that farmhouse. Coincidentally. Yeah. It's, it's, well, 
we find out that the information he has is it's a hospital record, right? It's the date and the time or the date that the kid was born and basically three kids born that day. So fucking go find him and kill him. Right. But he puts off the one that he knows JGL has is at to last. So he doesn't have to fight him. Right. And I don't know. JGL has this great line where he's like, he's talking to Emily Blunt, who is the mother of one of the kids. And oh, she's the kid like, that he's staying with. Yeah. The she's like, what, uh, how is this supposed to work? And he's like, I don't know. He's going to kill him and maybe he'll just like cease to exist and he'll be back in the future. And exactly like, who knows? No, no idea at all. Yeah. But, but Joe is reasonably certain that if he were to kill his younger self, just like if, uh, his younger, you know, if his younger self carved something into his arm that he would no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So take us out to, through the ending of the movie. Okay. So, JGL is at the farmhouse with one of the kids and turns out the kid has like super magic telekinesis powers and he's super bad at controlling them. And so like whenever he has an emotional reaction or a pain reaction, he has a tendency to blow people up yeah. with his super mind powers. So, so TK as it's called, yeah. is which is telekinesis established in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano, for example, has it, but okay, float quarters as JGL, uh, yeah, explains it's just a bunch of assholes floating quarters. Yeah. Like that's the ex people were like, "Oh man, people are telekinetic now. People are gonna get superpowers." Yeah. And it never like happens. Never amounts to anything. Yeah, you can barely float anything. Except this kid apparently does have it. Well, Emily Blunt has it better than most people to start with. His right. actual, his mom. Yeah. She she talks about how she gets hit on by TK guys in the bar, and she'll like hold their quarters down and they'll like blow a blood vessel, try right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. float them. And then, yeah, the kid, the kid is so powerful that he kills people accidentally in heightened states of emotion. Right. Like he, there's a part where he falls down the stairs when one of the get men shows up looking for JGL. And it's, what happens is the kid is sneaking down the stairs. The get man hears him, turns the gun on him and then immediately stops. Well, he doesn't even, he like threatens him briefly for a second. He's like, what? Oh, a kid. And doesn't. You know, that's it. Dude does not deserve to go out the way he does. <laughs> like, But the kid slips in the, you know, the shock of it. He slips and he falls down the stairs and he gets hurt. And when he gets back up, he's like, it's the rage. You know, things are floating. I Dude's my <laughs> pants. Dude's heart explodes. Yeah. It's awesome. It looks yeah, great. It's brutal. Uh, it's fucking rough. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and. As far as the, the plot and the time travel is concerned, turns out that uh, that kid, Sid, is yeah. is the Rainmaker. He's the Rainmaker. Um, and then all the stories about the Rainmaker, fake jaw. He has a fake jaw. His mom died. He maybe killed her. He has superpowers. He's evil. And he's like, JGL's like, oh, it's this kid. And here, all these all these things make sense, given, uh, given what I know, basically. And yeah. so... Though his mom is alive, he doesn't have a fake jaw. Right, right. Et cetera, et cetera. None of those things have yet come yes. to pass. But he's he not has, evil. He already has tragedy in his life. He's he's not evil, but he's not great. Yeah, well, it's... He, it, he's super emotional. They talk about how... Um, uh, so so Sid doesn't call... He doesn't call his mom his mom. He calls her Sarah. Yeah. 
and because he, he believes he's not her or she's not his mom right when actually sarah's sister took care of him for the first several years of his life and it's heavily implied if if she doesn't I think, tell i think her she pretty much says it was an accident but that it happened. he killed her yeah yeah in a fit of rage accidentally killed her. so maybe he is he did kill his yeah. mom right as far as he knows right yeah. no i mean all these things play into the lore and they they they're all checked off so he's so, the kid that's the kid right so the situation is jgl is being pursued by the gat dudes and they're looking for him and he throws one off who gets killed by telekinesis but they know generally probably where he is like they one of the guys tracked him down he's like boba fett you know so they have a sense right um also bruce willis is coming because he's killed the other two children <laughs> jesus um which is oh man one of the things i wish about this movie was that it was a it was bruce willis and not jgl who's like the primary character because these that's the dude who's going through all the emotional shit like he JGL. does have a pretty when he we only see he has the a first one but yeah he has a moment he has a moment where it's like uh yeah. do i really gotta kill this kid it's like it's like if you had the opportunity to kill child hitler and he's just like a regular kid because he's not hitler yet he's just child hitler regular like, kid with a terrible mustache yeah <laughs> no, exactly he doesn't even have the mustache like and the, just like how hard that would be that's that's a great idea i want i wish that the rest of the movie was like that but um i mean ggl is cool too but bruce yeah. willis right <laughs> but anyway it's the way it culminates lots yeah. of chasing shooting running everybody uh, converges on the house all at the same time yeah um well first first old joe goes on a murder spree and kills all the Gatmen. the Gatmen and, and abe he only doesn't kill kid blue um so kid blue comes to fight JGL because he's mad about it. That's and another reason why people think that uh, Abe is Kid Blue and vice versa. Kid Blue grows up like he he lives. He lets him live because he knows that he's Abe and that he like establishes uh, like he puts the gun in um, JGL's hand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Does he have the outer? You know, I only watched it last week and I don't remember the the exact circumstances of him not killing him. Or killing him. Isn't he just out of the room? Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't I, I don't know how premeditated it is, oh, yeah. but plot-wise... I thought he was just gone because of the hand-stabbing. Right. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he was just... He just happened to be not there. Right. Everybody else is, like, running at him. Anyway, it's not important. What's important is that Bruce Willis murders, like, everybody, and it's awesome. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes for the final confrontation with JGL. Um... They fight. He fights the the Gat dude, kills him. JGL is like on his way back to. And meanwhile, because he's been distracted by Kid Blue, um, Bruce Willis has had a chance to get close to Rainmaker Kid Sid, and Emily Blunt is trying to stop that whole thing. She's like standing in front of him, and there's you know, Joe takes or old Joe takes a shot at him, hits him across the jaw doesn't take his jaw off it's not a fake jaw but it definitely like leaves a scar and they have their moment where he's uh sid the little kid is freaking out doing his whole i'm gonna blow everybody up thing with his mind and emily blunt actually talks him down and because she's established that she's like yeah he's he's scary but i'll be here if i'm his mom i'll make him good i'll turn him into a superhero not a supervillain 
right? And it's heavily implied that if she dies, the kid goes evil. Right. right? He goes dark side. But with her around... Which Joe empathizes with because he was a street rat mm-hmm. kid without a mom. And then he grew up to be right. a drug-abusing gangster. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that... But Bruce Willis, is, he's Ahab at this point. He's super focused. He's like, no, I'm, you yeah. know, whatever. So she talks the kid down. And uh, old Joe is, like, aiming the gun. And he's like, I'll shoot through you if I have to. And she's, like, standing there, human shield-like. And Joe has this, old, or young Joe has this whole flash. Cause he, so the situation is, young Joe is at the road, right? And they're in the middle of the cane field. And if Joe didn't, if young Joe, JGL, didn't have the blunderbuss, um, he might be able to, like, just shoot at his old self. And and can't hit but anything. he's got the fucking blunderbuss, which is garbage, and can't hit anything far enough away to stop this event from happening. He's, you know, he's out of the game, basically. And he got knocked off uh, off the road. He's driving an ambulance. He got knocked off the road when uh, the whole big psychic throwdown happened a second ago. You know, it was like a shockwave. So he's he's way out of the situation, too far away to deal with it. And he has this whole impression of what's going to happen, which is that um, <clears throat> old Joe's going to shoot Emily Blunt. Yeah. And the die. kid's going to escape into the cane field. Then he's going to, you know, hop on a train or whatever. He's going to sit there and simmer with his anger. And then he's going to become the Rainmaker. And Joe's going to create gonna the Rainmaker. And he's going to super hate loopers. Yeah. And Joe's going to create the Rainmaker right there. And that's what happens. And so in order to prevent that from happening, JDL shoots himself in the head with the blunderbuss. Yeah. Um, instantly killing old Joe. Yeah, as Bruce well. Willis. Bruce, well, not not quite instantly, just long enough for him to go, <gasps> like, <laughs> and then he ceases to exist. Right. And everybody's like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" And then everything's good. Yep. The end. And the end. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Sorry, that was... what what the hell did we just watch? Um, all right. So again. Similar to Back to the Future, Looper has a single timeline, a single mm-hmm. linear timeline, um, which gets rewritten several right. times thanks to time travel, which we but, will then label yeah. with letters. There are divergent timelines. Every time a time travel thing happens, a, the timeline shifts. It's a different, you know, it's a new timeline in all intents and purposes, but it's overriding the old one. So right. the point being that you can have old Joe sticking around in the present without him being overwritten in the future and then not being able to come back. You're yeah. like Marty McFly showing up in the past and like screwing around. He's not, he's, he's from another timeline. He's another timelines. Marty McFly. Well, he's, let's not say that he's not from another timeline, but he's from a, a different version of the timeline. Yeah. So he, which has antecedents and does exist. Yeah, basically, like just because the timeline is being rewritten doesn't disallow for his existence. But yeah. this movie goes through much greater pains than Back to the Future. Yeah, to show the the causality between present and future, the dismemberment of Paul Dano and the, right. the scars, and uh, old Joe kind of gradually losing his memory based on the changing events. Yeah, so where we were able to, we were able to basically write off the photograph in back to the future as being a movie thing that doesn't really play with any of the other rules. And none of the other rules really intersect with what we see in the movie. Yeah. Luckily, like there's no, there's no direct overwriting. 
going on. You can say that Marty travels through time and then he's in a new timeline and he's just in a new timeline. He's, right. you know, like he's replaced that Marty. His timeline still exists. He's in a new timeline. Looper goes to pains to make sure that that's not the case. Yeah. Right. With the whole being able, yeah, like you said, hacking off limbs and that oh, shows you, it shows you in real time, right. Things being rewritten. So it's a little screwier. Like that's, it's hard. It's harder to parse this idea that like, as you're changing the present, it's affecting the future, but not affecting it that much. And that's what we were talking about. Yeah. With so the elasticity probability, thing. Elasticity. Yeah. Right. So the time is very super forgiving in Looper. Yeah. And well, and and like you said earlier, therefore no paradoxes, mm-hmm. at least at least not in the set of circumstances that are in the movie. I'm right. sure someone could figure out some way. No, I mean like, it, it, at the very least, it seems like if there's a paradox, it time just goes. Well, they don't exist anymore. Well, yeah, and like, like I mean, a, the yeah. paradox, the paradox that would otherwise be created is when old Joe caps himself in yeah. the face, and what happens? Old Joe just he just vanishes. Nobody like. Nobody's standing around in the cane field going, well, how did we get here? Or right. the, And they're not like instantly reverted to where they would be if he didn't exist in the timeline. Right. It's just, they're just still there and he that all that happened and now it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's from just, that point forward. I'm like, okay. Which is a, elegant in its own way. Yeah. I actually kind of in, enjoy it because it's like, no, just time is, it happened. Right. It's He's fun gone. this way. It's cooler this way. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like I mean, I guess you could you could analyze it and say even even the Paul Dano dismemberment, you could be like, well, if he got his legs cut off, and then, shouldn't that change then, all right. all thirty years that led to him coming exactly. back in time? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going like, to say to you before. Maybe he would have died. This earlier. is what I was saying when I was saying that like it doesn't make a ton of sense that the timeline overwrites itself in real time. Which it doesn't, because like there's thirty years in between, and there should have been a series of thirty years of events that would have changed, and they don't. They just like the immediate effect is the one to one effect, right? Like you missing, you're missing a finger, now you're missing a finger. You're missing a foot, you're now you're missing a foot. It's not like, and then you lived thirty years missing a foot. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make, it doesn't go through the timeline like that, and it's kind of a cool. Way to, it's it's certainly a cool way to do a movie. I fucking love it, <laughs> but it's also cool uh, in the idea that like time just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's true. No, <laughs> like, because because it's like it's like time reaches forward, but it doesn't reach back. And what I mean by that right. is, uh, you would think that old Joe would look at his arm and not be surprised to see that he well, has yeah, he should remember scar it. here. Right. The thing is, it's it's almost as if. The present is the present all the time, constantly. The present is the future, and the present is the present. Everything is everything is in flux all the time, right? All yeah. time is happening all at once. When you bring somebody back to the present and they're living in, in and feeling the effects of things, it's all present still. It's not like there that intervening period doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess we can still say it's a movie thing, like the Back to the Future uh, photograph, because. You could, I mean, a funny version uh, that would be way less cinematic is, is like you cut Paul Dano's foot off and then old Paul Dano just disappears. <laughs> yeah, I know. And right? you don't know why. Yeah. But like for some reason, like maybe it got infected and then like, well, he died like and he never the, the other thing back. is like 
what I mean, in another time travel movie, everybody had been like, what, what are we doing this again for? Because he disappeared. Right. He didn't, the causality lo- yes. fucking doesn't yeah, make sense. It's true. Well, and so, and this is one of the interesting things about this movie. It's, it's, it's fudging, it, it fudges the time travel a little bit. It has it both ways because you've got the clearly divergent timelines, the antecedent timelines where you've got people from the future affecting the past, but not being overwritten by it. Slowly they are like, like we said, old Joe loses his memories at piecemeal as they're affected. But at the same time, the movie's not like butterfly effect of every stupid decision that you make now that you've changed JGL's life right. altogether, fully fundamentally different, you know, from here. Yeah. Which, Which is why also, so, I mean, this is important and this will take a loop us back to where we were before we started this little tangent um, which is that even though, okay, so there's a single timeline and even though it's being rewritten and because of time travel several different times, um, it does not eliminate the previous version of right. that timeline. So, uh, that, that timeline still took place in order to establish, uh, the new timeline to wit. So we can imply, we can infer some timelines and we can work back and yeah. see, where how we got to what we see in the movie yeah like terminator so, there have to be a bunch of variations that yeah come together to create the one that we we've seen yeah so in timeline a in the original timeline there's no loopers because there's not yet time travel no right. one has ever traveled from the future to the past has not occurred mm-hmm so we, who knows what happens to young Joe then? Abe is not there because he hasn't traveled from right. the future to the past. He doesn't give him a blunderbuss. Uh, Joe doesn't become a looper. You know, he might maybe he just dies in the street or or maybe, I don't know, maybe he becomes a respectable citizen. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what the social programs are like in 2044. Uh, they seem so, like they're not good, but... <laughs> but yeah they're, no, they're everyone lives in garbage in yeah. that movie i'm yeah. telling i'm gar- saying garbage town it's definitely garbage town. st louis <laughs> it's not st louis <laughs> no. i'm joking <laughs> um okay so uh there's no time there's no time travel and then sometime in the uh, in 2070s time travel is invented mm-hmm. um the mob starts using it becomes outlawed uh, the mob they sends send Abe. They send Abe back is to the, the past. As one assumes, the first thing they do. Yeah, it has to be right. Right. So, or well, more at least or less, as far as everything we know, it's the yeah. the first thing they do as far as sending people to the past. Yeah. To, like, hey, we could use this to set to up murder the system, which creates timeline B because yeah. Abe wasn't there before. Right. And so Abe rewrites everything by creating loopers. Yes, creates loopers, makes the Gatmen take takes over the city. Uh, presumably seeds the future for the mob itself, which yeah. is something that never gets addressed. Well, but it's like the mob exists on its own without time travel. But yeah. if he's there to, uh, he definitely alters them. how it starts. Yeah. Has to. Yeah. Right. Unless they're well, I don't know. I the the idea of the mob is a little nebulous because oh, I mean, yeah, that's being generous. Well, but I mean. Primarily because they have cool hats and peacoats, though. Yeah, well, but old Joe is in what Singapore or whatever, or Hong Kong, China, 
I don't know. Well, they say the city. I can't remember which. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, it's not like the Kansas City mob. They're in China to collect him. You know, right. they're pretty That's wide true. reaching yeah. at that point. So there is definitely, there's there's an influence there, but we have no idea what it is because we have zero idea what the mob is. The right. mob yeah. is a thing. Hand wa- It's scary. Yeah. But anyway. So timeline B, uh, Abe sets all that shit up. At some point puts the blunderbuss in Joe's hand. Yep. Joe grows up to become, uh, become grows up to become a looper. Yeah. Um, and presumably shoots him his, oh, no, wait. Yeah, well, okay. So, Sorry, no, you're right. So he grows up, um, uh, presumably does not meet his future wife, his, right. his Chinese wife. Like, uh, yeah, he goes through the timeline the first or, time. And or he's, she's not killed because um, he is yeah. sent back and young Joe kills him. Kills him. him. Right in timeline C. So yes. there's the way we have to assume is that in timeline B, Joe never loops himself out because that's the first, presumably the first Joe. So there's not hasn't been a Joe in the future yet to come back to the past. Right. So we're traveling through the timeline with him, and like you said, he doesn't meet his wife when he loop when he hits his thirty years in timeline B and comes back. He doesn't have any reason to fight, or probably he doesn't have any information to fight. Well, he certainly, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. any information. I mean, so, but that's, the point that's being, an interesting thing is yeah. uh, that the movie never really says is that there should be some people that don't get their loops closed. Right. Which because may, they're the first people. Which maybe is implied, but it's never said overtly that, oh, some, but I mean, it's, we're, we're, it's implied that it's supposed to be rare. Yeah. Right. Well, but he makes it, it sound like it happens to everybody. It well it does happen to everybody. Here's the thing about this: is like we're seeing multiple timelines happening at once, but they also the movie also wants it to be like everything simultaneous. You know, like with the limbs cutting and everything. So your future has already happened, but you're also shaping it, which right. is weird. Yeah. So like your loop always closes because the future is happening at the same time as you. And you're already there, which with the time travel, right? Yeah, you're you've already that. The future has happened, and time travel is there, and they're sending people back to you. But also, whatever you do right now, shaping the future. That's what gets. That's where it gets like weird. Yeah, but then it's like it's it's so easy to break that. I mean, yeah. you barely have to blow on it. Then you can be like, oh, loops start coming back, but there's no loopers there because Abe's not back. But then it's yeah. like, no, I, absolutely. I mean, like we're we're applying the timeline logic to it. Yeah. But the whole movie, I mean, the only way the movie works really, if you don't just go, oh, plot hole is no big deal, is that everything is all of time is simultaneous. Right. And all, but everyone also has free will fully right yeah or and like you or said, at like, least believes they do well no i mean they they, they do like who I mean, shoots himself gets, in the head until it gets rewritten yeah well but it does i mean it's like always happening it's weird yeah that it way. doesn't make sense i mean the probability thing is about the best way you can explain it i think which is that like yeah but we're i mean this is not st- this is not like it's a little bit inferred, but this is stuff that we see. This is yeah. the stuff the movie it's no, yeah. the movie itself gives us this. So right. Joe we we okay, we only see old Joe being uh, uh killed here, like having his loop closed, but that's enough to imply all of timeline B, 
which is that at some point there was, you know, a presumably first Joe. First Joe grows old, doesn't meet his wife, or she's not killed. No reason to fight. No reason to fight. Being looped. Yes. So he gets sent back. His his loop is closed, creating timeline C. Um, And then this is... This is the young Joe who just closed his loop. Uh, this is the one who grows up to be the old Joe. Yeah, he, we he Bruce Willis Joe. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Timeline C Joe is Bruce Willis, right? And his the difference the difference between B and C is that um, he shoots himself and gets the gold from B. The timeline B Joe gets him the gold. And then he's like, I'm going to move to China. And he spends all his money, like, in the first five years. And then he has to go back into crime. And then he, you know, things happen, blah, blah, blah. He meets what's-her-face. Didn't happen, apparently, before because he didn't have any reason to take the coat off and, like, beat the hell out of guys and stuff. Yep. So, but also the Rainmaker is an element. Yeah, well, we'll get there. So then there's Timeline C, which we see in those flash flash forwards. And then uh, Joe's wife is killed. Uh, he freaks out on the mobsters. We've already talked about this. He travels back, um, punches Young Joe in the face, and this creates timeline D. Right. So we see timeline C. B is implied. A is even further implied. Yeah. Um, and most of the movie <coughs> takes place in timeline D. Yeah. This is Young Joe's, our Young as Joe's As much as timeline. we can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's as much as information as we definitely have. Or at least those four timelines. I think there are probably more, actually. Because when you factor in the Rainmaker, you wind up with more loops through. Because the Rainmaker is an influence that changes Joe's trajectory. Right? So there's probably a C timeline where she doesn't get murdered. and then Or he did, and does get murdered. I don't remember well, no. So this is this is. Well, I mean, this let's is the go problem. to the rainmaker. This let's... is the problem with the rainmaker, right? Is that right off the top? Uh, it's the movie wants to say both that uh, the rainmaker existing is the reason why Joe's wife is killed, the reason he freaks out, the right. reason he punches young Joe, the reason the movie is happening, yeah. basically. But his escape from end, his loop is because of the rainmaker. Yes, but then at the end, it wants to say that. It's these events, it's old Joe's presence himself right. um, that creates the Rainmaker. Right. But both They're of these things to be, cannot yeah, be true. Self-fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. Because the situation is that we know that there must, I mean, like, we've seen it. There must have been a situation that was different, non-Rainmaker-esque. Yeah. That um, there's a timeline where Joe just did shit and did not have a Rainmaker to deal with. Yeah. Right. And there are but f- if they're happening, here's the thing: you know, like, if the movie wants us to think that all time is happening simultaneously, then they, they do. I mean, because he already created him and also had not created him yet, which is weird and not really the way we think about the world. Right. This is this is my issue with this movie. This is what I was trying well, to say. Well, it's not to you even before. like again. It's you like, can eliminate the way we think about the world. Like the movie shows us. Yeah. No, that's true. Other timelines, it it shows it us did the, happen. the sequential yeah. progression of these changing versions of the same right. timeline. Rainmaker shows up in timeline C to send goons to kill Joe, and well, we, to gather him and up. And he well, 
Yeah, okay. But Joe had not been there to make him. Right. Right? Like, right. That's basically it. Yeah. He didn't come back till timeline D. So, um, I like we said in the article that we wrote, there must have been some earlier Rainmaker creation with totally different circumstances. Yeah. It, which is uh, very similar to Terminator. What we were saying is like John Connor's situation. You know, John Connor was made in some other way before Kyle Reese showed up. And the Rainmaker was made in some other way before Bruce Willis showed up. Well, and this is even more extreme because at least in Terminator, you could say that there was a man named John Connor who Sarah Connor gave birth to. Could have been by a different man before. Yeah. And then, uh, but the John Connor that we come to know as our hero is fathered by Kyle Reese. Right. Right. But this, it's the same guy. It's oh, yeah. it's he. It's he is Sid. It's that. It's that guy. There's not like a different version of him that he could be created by. So I mean, I guess you could give the movie a lot of credit and say that oh, it was some other Looper, and it's so, it was like so similar. That, yeah. But then, like, why would you? Write, or maybe he's just some drifter nonsense. It would just be confusing. Or, I mean, like, yeah. You you have to. I mean, you have to head. You have to headcanon the whole damn thing, basically. Yeah. What if another looper showed up and like killed his mom? Or what if he just got mad and killed his mom one day? You know, <clears throat> I think we said in the article that, uh, well, we'll get to that, I guess. But basically, the the situation that creates the Rainmaker in the movie is supposed to be old Joe being there, but that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't but the reason, the reason he's there, <clears throat> the, as the name of the movie implies. They want to say that it's a loop. It's like a recurring right. loop. And that it's, by Joe's act of selflessness, um, it, because of the time he spent with Sid and his mother, right. he he realizes he can end the loop now. And then lo, no one has to suffer anymore. But it's not a loop. The, no. the plot of the movie is not a loop. It's changing every time. Yeah, it's never been a loop. What he, I mean, the best he could do is say, I see a loop about to happen. And I'm gonna stop it right now. Right, but that's the closest he can get. Well, because the loop is, has not yet occurred. This is the the even you know it works in the moment. You're like, oh man, he capped himself in order yeah. to like save this kid and to stop this madness. But when you really think about it, I mean, if you think about it for ten seconds, you're like, oh well, did did he actually? prevent that prevent happening. that from happening like we don't know that joe no. joe sure as fuck doesn't know <laughs> we absolutely have no idea yeah. what we do know is that he prevents emily blunt from getting shot in that field right then yeah that moment sure that rainmaker origin story that was occurring on screen as we watched it has been averted nice work like that's i guess that's good that's a good goal like but again, this the immediate thing has been, fact this disaster that, has been averted. Yeah. Uh, like you saved her life. No, which is great in and of itself. But. but yeah. <laughs> the fact that the, we know that the Rainmaker existed before mm-hmm. in order to uh, cause this series of events and, and to, you know, lead to Joe's wife being killed. Right. Um, it suggests it, more elements yes, in the timeline that it, we're not aware it, of. It means that this moment might not matter at all, right? And that this he is might a become different the rainmaker second, anyway. Yeah, this is a this could have been an alternate origin story for the supervillain. Yeah, and that you 
you created and then dismantled. Like, good work. <laughs> and you killed yourself in the process. Yeah, but you're also not around anymore to prevent any future or, or to influence the timeline at all. You're out of it. You've the, killed yourself. Yes. So you're, you're removed yeah. now, from stopping these events. Now you definitely can't help. Yeah. Well, it's like, why didn't he just shoot his shooting hand off? Yeah. Like, we've seen that. Yeah, I mean. Paul, Paul Dano gets limbs cut off and then his limbs are cut off. Bruce Willis is holding the gun yeah. in his hand. JGL could have easily shot off his right hand, and right. then he would have been like, ah, ah. Yeah. Or, well, he just, just would have been, had a stump. It would have been, been enough been time for him to go, for for everybody to run away, which in the in the version that JGL like sees in his mind, you know, him shooting Emily Blunt is enough time for the kid to escape, right? So presumably... Bruce Willis losing his hand, having to look at it, and then having to bend down and pick up the gun with the other hand <laughs> is enough time for everybody to get away also. Yeah. Or maybe. Anyway, it's worth trying. It would have been a nice, like, uh, clo- closed story loop if he was looking down at his hand, and then he looked up, and then young Joe punched him in the face. Yeah. But then he'd have to bleed Yeah, and then he'd have to cro- cross that field. As he punches him with the bloody stump. Yeah. <laughs> It was gross. Yeah, not only would he have to shoot his hand off, he'd have to recover immediately, cross 100 yards of field, and then punch a dude in the face. But anyway, so, but it does seem like there's other options Yes, available. That was extreme, dude. <laughs> that was very extreme. You shot yourself in the face. The first choice was yeah. to die Yeah, when you could have tried it different. Uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> inferred a lot of stuff that... Uh, would not have led me to shoot myself in the face. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, I mean, and the other thing is, having seen all this new information, you have new information. Like, this is very important about time travel, is that seeing events and knowing what happens from those events is the key of time travel. That's why Bruce Willis comes back. He knows what's going to happen, and he comes back to prevent it with that knowledge. JGL, on the other hand, um, in the moment that he shoots himself, if he were to shoot his hand off, and if it didn't work, say, or whatever, if he didn't do anything, he has way more information than Bruce Willis has. He has double the information, basically. Right. You mean <laughs> for, like, when he grows yeah, older. Yeah, so just, like, fucking wait your 30 years, come back and fix it, right? Well, or so, don't do it, because yeah. you weren't there to do it, so... Well, the other thing that doesn't make sense about the Rainmaker is, I mean, you... I felt earlier when you were explaining that suddenly there's a lot of loops closing. You're giving the movie a lot of credit because well, I feel like that, mo- that moment's not really even in there. It's just like, oh, uh, it's a thing that happens, and this one guy got no, his loop J- closed. No, JGL then- just uh, he. They say the dude's closing all the loops, and then they montage it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Paul like, Dano all says these parties. That. Yeah, but it's like it's it's a lot of parties all at once. They they do kind of imply that like he's closing all the loops and then he shows they show you a montage of parties. Right. Okay. Well, like, okay, so what probably, I was say it just seems like a lot of is parties. Is that the Rainmaker is basically fulfilling the contracts? Yeah. And and at best you could say, oh, he's not giving the loopers their full thirty years, but the only looper that we see in the future is Joe, mm-hmm. and it's thirty years later. So it's like, yeah, which I think is an oversight, honestly. I think that I've been thinking about this since we've been talking just now, and that you're right, it has to have been early. You know, you'd think that 
your 30 years is coming due and you're like, mm, maybe I should be worried about this, <laughs> you know, or, or like whatever. maybe you've diluted, or if it were late, you could be like, maybe they're not coming. Yeah. But it's 30 years. Like it the movie seems, says. Well, that. yeah, it says 30 years. It doesn't really give us a ton of other information, but it does seem like, you know, there should be more to this moment than there is. Like they find him in bed. Yeah. Basically. Well, right? regardless, like, and even if it's like not to the date, regardless, like what about the Rainmaker is so terrible that he's fulfilling the same deal that you yeah. signed up for? Right. I mean, there's there's one throwaway moment in the future where JG, or where, I'm sorry, Bruce Willis gets a call or something from a guy. When he gets the information about who the Rainmaker is, right? they imply that it's like, He's just massacring people or something. Like, he must be the worst. You know, he's he's consolidating everybody. And anybody stands against him, it's like blowing their faces up or whatever. It's all that scene from Scanners where uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Ironside makes people's heads explode. It's right. like all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. But, yeah, we never really get an impression of why we should be so worried. Well, and, and on top of that, I mean, it's a leap to be like, man, the Rainmaker is what's res- who's responsible for killing my wife. Yeah. When it was that, it was Henchman 42. Yeah. He spun and shot your wife. It was wife. just some dude. Why didn't you kill the kid version of him? Which, um, who's if probably murder is man. such a big deal, what is the deal with this guy running around with a gun? Yeah. And they could shoot people at any moment. Like, you should have a different set of weapons. Yeah. Absolutely. Guns are bad. Right. Guns are super bad in your time. Yeah. Taser, rubber bullet. Yeah. Absolutely. Really anything Blow else. Dart. Any other implement. Because if you accidentally kill somebody, apparently it's so hard to kill folks that you have to time travel them. <laughs> like, that's a lot. That's got to be Except resource for intensive. Her body for some reason. They didn't do that. Yeah. And then they just burned it. But okay. I mean, like, it's so, it's so difficult to kill people that you have a whole system in place, right? And you're doing the most outlawed thing other than murder, which is time travel. So, <laughs> which is, again, such a big deal that you have to keep track of everybody who is aware of it and murder them at the right moments later by sending them back in time again. Right. So the fact that she just like accidentally gets shot is the most, it's the, it's the weakest part of the whole movie. And like, because it goes against every other established fact of the world. Everything else you can kind of get around. I feel like you can go with it. Well, I think the the establishment of the Rainmaker and Joe's sacrifice is a pretty huge deal. <laughs> well, no, I agree, but you they play emotionally, right? Right. They all work in the framework of the, like what you're supposed well, to the, feel the as the movie is happening. Sure. But everything that you've heard up to the moment that she gets shot makes you go, wait, what? Like, that's how you're explaining this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's the one that well, hit me the hardest where I was like, eh. I don't and, know. I'm and not so really that good. brings us, you know, the, the difficulty of murder and, and the fact that killing, a, killing someone necessitates sending them to the past because otherwise, like, bad things happen. I mean, that really exposes the biggest logical fallacy of the whole whole movie as we've discussed uh okay so the movie's called looper the people who do this are called loopers right their job is to oh, yeah. cap 
people who are sent back in time. Yeah. They're just hitmen. Right. And they don't have to do anything except pull the trigger. Yeah. But as we've discussed and as we've seen from the events of the movie, sending someone to the past is what creates a loop. Mm -hmm. Specifically, sending a looper to the past to into the line of sight of his younger self creates a loop. You're, You're literally sending the only people with time travel knowledge back to themselves to give them more time travel knowledge. Like, yeah. just the very fact that they exist and they see themselves at this moment. Like, fucking log that shit. Paul Dano does it. That's what happens. That's why Seth is such a problem. Why his looper runs. The dude... Okay, in timeline say C, I think it would be. In timeline C, Paul Dano was standing in a field or whatever. Standing in a, in a junkyard or whatever the hell his thing is. It's like a abandoned apartment complex or something. A guy appears. He shoots him. He gets paid. Right? Then he lives 30 more years, and he's like, oh, shit, it's that day, isn't it? I look like I look. <laughs> and and he goes back in time, and when he comes back in timeline D, he's singing the lullaby because he knows how to get it in his own head. Well, and, and you know, even in the case of Joe, yeah. he, he knows where he used to shoot people. Like, he yeah. knows exactly where he's going to be. He knows exactly. He, know what the day, he knows yeah. what the day looks like. I mean, like. 30 years is a lot of time. But it's the day that you got your gold bars. But yeah, you, you remember that day shit. you killed yourself. You're going to remember that. Right. Yeah, you're going to write it down it. even. <laughs> you would think that the longer the looper program goes on, the more likely that you're going to lose people who just run off. You know? Because it's a disaster to send people back to themselves yes and have them shoot themselves yeah and then tell them telegraph it with the fucking here's all your gold that was definitely you you just killed fucking write this shit down in your journal because <laughs> you're gonna want to know in 30 years when we come to collect on your ass what the fucking circumstances are well and honestly <laughs> i mean i I guess you can read in to the the movie but i don't understand what threat the the loopers pose 30 years on that they didn't pose for the intervening 30 years yeah this is the this is a big question i was thinking about this as well it really comes down to when time travel is created and when it is outlawed or whatever right it's like if it basically i think is how close it is to when loops are closed i think it probably it's it's likely to be more accurate that you get you get 30 years is not really the contract. The contract is once time travel is created, we loop your ass out of there yeah. because Which, you're, you suddenly should, become a liability. That should have been the language. Yeah, exactly. Because the second time travel is, or, well, the second time travel is created and, and acknowledged by everyone and outlawed by everybody, then you, then you do become a liability because you're like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I was a guy who shot time travelers for years right that was my and job your whole plan of eliminating could, bodies is gone. you could go state's evidence and explain the whole the whole racket and i don't know i, I don't really know what the fear of that would be necessarily i mean like you have no information yeah you know where they're gonna do it send a time cop back send jean claude van damme back to find the fucking operation which i guess maybe yeah of course you would or chuck norris yeah no just I know. I know. I know. Literally, time, time, time cap. Why yes, are you ruining it? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but again, sending them back 
is literally the thing that creates the yeah. link. You shouldn't do that. That's dumb. At the very least, send them to each other. Yeah. Send right. Paul Dano to JGL. Send JGL to Paul Dano. You shoot the dude like you shoot anybody. You have no idea well, who you that's, just that's murdered. That's the thing, too. The whole concept of, like, gold bars and you're retired yeah. and, like, whatever. That's, that's, why Why are they being that nice? They they, they have no need they to be no that nice. They have no reason to be nice. If you, like, okay, imagine, the only reason they know, they never look at the people's well, faces. The only reason they know is because they open up the back and it's gold bars, right? right. Okay, here's some options. One, you send back somebody else with gold bars. They're retired. It's not their future self. Yeah. That's just you're done. Two, no, just the day. You send, just if you do want to send them back to eliminate them, you send them back. They still have silver bars. They shoot themselves, put themselves in the incinerator, and they have no idea it was them. Right. They never know. I mean, probably what you could do. Yeah, you could or never send just or, yeah, cross, You could just be like, this them. is your job. Your job is this. And never tell them about any of the fucking caveats that suck. Like, we're going to kill you at the end. Or any of that. You just like just show up one day and say, throw you through. Actually, and then you just kill them as any other job. And you never think about exactly, it. Exactly. Because your yes. dumb job is just to here's, kill people. Here's an even better solution. <laughs> Ready? They apparently are able to, they have the time travel, such pinpoint accuracy that they can get them on the center of a, a, a six tarmac. by six white yeah. tarp. Right? Well, assume that the, he had the spot and put the tarp there. Not that they knew the spot where the tarp was. But, yes. They hit that spot every time. Right. But, and, <laughs> but, and it's not like there's some sort of like weird uh, space time anomaly there right. because Paul Dano has a different spot. Other yeah. loopers have different spots. Yeah. Which, yeah. Loop them into the fucking incinerator. Yeah. That's the other thing. Right. Send them 30 years to the past. Why are you even living in doing the shooting done. part? Yeah. It's like we have an open flame pit and people <laughs> fall directly into it. That's Abe's <laughs> one job is to just like stoke the coals. <laughs> no, or even just like it's a giant meat grinder or something like you know you just make up a, a hole that a death hole and yes. people fall directly into it <laughs> there's no chance of them getting up and running away because they fall out of the air <laughs> like <laughs> above the indian ocean yeah. right? even that even that's like a little too much room no, like what is. if they were to what if a shark chewed through their fucking ropes and they could swim away or something right. like no it's 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 just it's sure, literally it's just a meat grinder. It's just gears that turn, and you fall into it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You watch the guy get ground up, you know for sure, every damn time, and none of this infrastructure is necessary at yeah. all. Then, But with all these things we're laying out, you don't have a movie. So Yeah, exactly. You can still have a movie, though, because instead of all the nonsense with JGL, you just have... <laughs> Bruce Willis, like, adjusting the machine so that he falls six feet to the left and misses it. And then he's loose again. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, he still has that future part where he fights his way out of it, right? And then he's like, that's that's the weird part. He's like, well, I'm fucking, I guess I'll go to my possible death. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't even, like, try to fuck with it. But that's, that's true. You write it in your script where he's like, he adjusts the controls a little bit. He shows up over here instead of directly over the death pit. He must not know how it works. I mean, he absolutely doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't know shit. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan Johnson, if you want to come on and talk uh, and tell us Star Wars, how I'm we're sorry I didn't shit. say hi to you at the Kid Koala <laughs> concert like three years ago. You can totally be like, 
I thought all this through and it works and here's my theoretical physics yeah, degree. Bitch, bitch slap us down. That'd be fun. It would be we, fun. I I'd, I'd love to argue and lose because really we're in the like we were talking about we're in the echo chamber a little bit where like all we, all we have to go on is whether the other one says no, that's not the way it is, and then we fucking do this for forty minutes, right? Until we finally go, oh, you're right. Now I'm seeing what you're saying. So yeah, we have a lot of diagrams. Well, we have the we also have the value of hindsight. It yeah. might just be. Oh, I think I mean, we might be. I think we're probably very accurate, but I, you can. There's probably still a reason why he had the approach he had, and he probably still has an explanation for why he thinks it's a loop and why the Rainmaker yeah. existed. And, uh, you know, that would be We also don't to have to deal with any of the issues of, like, working with other people, studio pressures of any kind, <laughs> editing, you know, like, we can get stand here and go, this, is, this shit doesn't work, and it was clearly one man's problem. Yeah. In the writing room, absolutely, that's where it began and ended, definitely. Right. Yeah. Whereas that's not how movies are made. However, it's more fun our way. Yeah, I mean, Looper manages to be super enjoyable. Oh, man. Even though like, I'm like, really glad it works. <laughs> I'm really glad we decided to do Looper again. Because like after Terminator, I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, yeah. But then I got to I got to rewatch Looper. And I was like, man, I, I forgot how much I like this movie. And it's really a good time. Yeah. Although I do wish we spent more time with Anguish Bruce Willis after having to kill some children. God, yeah. <laughs> the worst. It's so good. The worst. And he was wrong. He was wrong <clears throat> twice. Yeah. And, and he, he knew, didn't even get the right he one. He knew he was wrong, but he had to be sure. That's the, that's the killer, really. Because JGL has that moment where he's like, he knows I'm here, and he's going to come here last. And he knows the one. Like, he knows... He knows. He's like, well, I guess I'll kill these other kids. Just yeah, in that's case. interesting too. That he, <laughs> that old Joe, like, automatically knows where young Joe is yeah, because he has. Because he can remember it. Right? Yeah, and so he's like, he doesn't have. He doesn't necessarily have the rainmaker memory. You know, that's right away. We, that's weird, though. That's like a weird rule. I mean, it's and this goes back rules, to man. the 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 simultaneity of it. Yeah, the simultaneousness of it because, like. Yeah, it makes it, it, it that makes sense in terms of things being in the present, but it, it again doesn't take into account the intervening thirty years right. because it's like okay, well, if he knows where you are right now because he remembers it, he must also remember everything else that happens after. Yeah, and so but like, no, he doesn't. But he doesn't. He because those events haven't happened. Happen. That's what's weird. Yeah. that's why it's so weird. It's like I said, it's all happening at the same time. Which doesn't, you know, like it doesn't really follow, yeah. What we what we assume to be cause and effect. On the plus side, you don't have paradoxes because cause and effect are not related in the way that we understand them to be. The one way you could explain it is that old Joe has like interfering memories. He has his memories, and right. then he has young Joe's uh, memories, which are currently being built those are being built in the present yeah and so like and joe is also in the present which is an interesting right so actually you know what you could say that like he has all of his memories uh going backward up until the moment that young joe exists now right so yeah he doesn't remember young joe's present is the is present yeah like it's it's a you can think of it as a present, 
right? But the intervening 30 years haven't happened yet. Right. Right. So old Joe has his experience. Right. And young has Joe has his up to, yeah, exactly. He has up to that, yes. you know, that day. Yeah, that, that flies for me. Yeah. I, I that. mean, that's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. But it also is like, it's the finger thing again. It's like, if you lose a finger, what happened? Right. All of that yeah, other time. You should know. Because, well, and I don't know, I guess, I guess the best way to think about it, to make it really make sense is that when you're out of the time stream, you feel the effects without, without any, the causality doesn't really line up anymore, but they still, it's still, so those, like we said, we those 30 years basically haven't happened, even though they have, they happened for you subjectively, but not right. in in the scheme of the world, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, again, you know, it's a relative time. Again, kind the, of idea. The time travel rewrites the timeline, but it doesn't mean that the previous version of the timeline right. did not happen. But the timeline overwrite it. That timeline only exists in you, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Which is weird. It's just it's it's again like Back to yeah. the Future. It's similar. Um, next week, and by next week, I mean probably no. It's next two week. Weeks. Shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> no. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't fucking shoot us in the foot on purpose. Well, it's we, totally going to be next week. If we tell them next week and then it's not, that's way worse Nobody than telling them it's cares. two weeks. And then if it's a, there are four people happens, who listen to this. We have that, five reviews. So there's at least <laughs> okay. five people. How many of them are our parents? <laughs> My parents don't listen to this shit. <laughs> I didn't think my wife listens to this. Older, <laughs> older me listens. Yeah. He gave us a one-star review. Aw. He's a dick. What a dick. Get him back um, here so we can rewrite his next dumb Next time on the podcast, we'll be discussing Triangle. Oh, we're doing it? Per Phil's request. I don't yeah. know. It's either that or Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> uh, really, I'm down. That's either way. Okay, so I think let's do Triangle because, I, one, number one, I believe it's on Amazon Instant, so don't have to pay the rental fee of $3. Um, and two, I really dig it, um, especially in following our discussion of Terminator Genesis, which is like all kinds of nonsense with loops and whatever, or trying to be loops and f- flailing about. And Looper, which is a loop movie that doesn't have any loops in it. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Triangle, Triangle is a loop movie hard and gets about 98% of it. I think sort of falls down right at the end Hmm. a little bit, but in a cool way, in a way that I dig. Um, But it gets most of the loop in a time crimes kind of way. Um, And it's great. It's fun. I I really like it. I don't know why nobody's ever heard of this movie before except me, Um, but it's cool. It's a horror movie, Bermuda Triangle stuff. Um, I will check it out. And that'll be a first too, is that everything that we've discussed on the podcast so far, both of us, had seen previously yeah so this will be the first time where at least one of us that'll be me nick uh will not have seen it before i mean i'm gonna watch it before the podcast but yeah and uh, that'll be the first time i've seen it like three or four times at this point so i'm pretty well versed also uh young helmsworth non-thor helmsworth is in it too oh yeah yeah <laughs> he's also in that crap red dawn re- reboot yep no that was the older one that's thor oh Thor's young, in that oh, one. It's young. young helmsworth oh okay yes. 
He's not, not younger Thor. Hungry. I meant his brother. The oh, I see. I, see. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Liam? Younger, younger Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think his name is, I think he's Liam Helmsworth. I think so. All right. Uh, until next time, send us your questions on Twitter. I'm at HeWizard. I'm at Phil Hornshaw. Buy our books. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>